You're listening to Catholic Faith on the Move podcast, a journey on the road to heaven. Today we'll take 33 days to see the morning glory, learn of the great Mariologist St. Louis de Montfort, and go on pilgrimage to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle on us the fire of your love. May is the month devoted to Mary, and what better saint to look at than St. Louis de Montfort, who is famous for fostering the devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Rosary. St. Louis de Montfort was born in 1673 in France um, and grew up on a farm, and his uncle was a priest. He had the opportunity to study for the priesthood at St. Sulpice, which he entered in 1695. He was ordained a priest in 1700, and he was assigned to Nantes, France, and his early writings show of some frustration in his assignment there. He really felt called to be a missionary and to be able to uh, preach the Word of God to the poor, Um, and he also felt a calling to spread a Marian devotion and uh, a devotion to the Rosary that he picked up during seminary. So he went on a pilgrimage to Rome to uh, visit Pope Clement XI and talk to him about what he should do. And the Pope recognized uh, what his true vocation was and sent him back to France with the title of Apostolic Missionary, which then enabled him to um, go about the country and preach missions um, all over uh, northwestern France. During his many years as a missionary before his death, he wrote uh, over 160 hymns and many books, uh, ma- mainly dealing with uh, Mariology, including A True Devotion to Mary, one of his most famous titles. While he, was, while he was a missionary, his preaching had great impact, especially in the area of Vendée in France, which um, became very strong in its faith and later was one of the last holdouts during the French Revolution uh, when Catholics were persecuted by France. Um, His heated style of preaching was considered somewhat dangerous, possibly to his health, if not to um, several others uh, in the Jansenist society who he fought against during his time there. Um, He ended up passing away in 1716. He was canonized by Pope Pius XII in 1947. And I believe, too, that his poor health was due to being poisoned by these people that came against him. And also, uh, that's not the only kind of uh, attack that he had. Uh, De Montfort predicted a couple of interesting things about his book, The True Devotion to Mary. First, he said that after his death, angry demons would come to hide the unpublished manuscript so that no one could ever read it. And in fact, for more than a century after his death, that's exactly what happened until... In 1842, one of the librarians from his mother house found the manuscript and they have published that in his other writings to what we have today. Um, Also, one of the things he wrote was the total consecration. And this is the 
traditional method by which people do the consecration to Jesus through Mary. And I know originally this is the guidebook that I used uh, in my first um, consecration to Mary. And it's, it's a little bit deeper and it takes some time, but it's wonderful uh, not only to learn more about Mary, but uh, the first 12 days is just devoted to preparing yourself for that, um, to do the consecration. And then you, there's two, three more parts. One knowledge of self, knowledge of Mary, and of course, knowledge of Jesus. And that's kind of, sometimes kind of people get a little bit confused. This is a consecration to Jesus through his mother, Mary. So the end point, just like in the consecration is Jesus. And that's where we're going with the consecration. And I know that, um, there are several different places. I know fisheaters.com has a place where you could do the consecration. Also, I do follow a blog at terrellormarshall.com. And in his episode 15, he has a wonderful, I, a podcast on the consecration. And he gives you lots of information on how to do that there. Also, there's other saints that have done the consecration and there's other people that have tried to make it a little bit easier. And that's one of those that we're going to look at our next segment. St. Louis de Montfort. Pray for us. Check out our blog and other information, including links to our Facebook and Twitter pages at our website, catholicfaithonthemove.com, or send us an email at catholicfaithonthemove at gmail.com. This week, we're going to be talking about 33 Days to Morning Glory, a do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for Marian consecration by Father Michael Gately. And in episode six, we had another one of Michael Gately's books about making the Ignatius uh, do-it-yourself retreat. And now we're looking at the preparation for Marian consecration. And like I was saying, the one... The total consecration with Louis de Montfort is beautiful and I suggest it to everyone, but I will say, um, I started off with a group doing that and a lot of people did fall off and it's much more rigorous, the readings. And I know halfway between just the verbiage and the style, I kind of found myself wondering if I was worthy of this. And I think as you set out doing the 33 days, uh, it, we have to remember that it's a process. This isn't, um, you begin it, but it's a way of life. And I like the beginning in the book. It says, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. John 19. 26 through 27. And then uh, we look at from Vatican II, everyone should have a genuine devotion to Mary and trust his life to her motherly care. And that's exactly what our parish did a couple years ago. Actual, actually, uh, Father Gately came and spoke at our parish, which we were very blessed to have him and uh, kicked off 
about 400 people at our parish starting it and we all did the consecration on the feast of the Immaculate Conception the feast yeah. of Immaculate Conception mm -hmm. and it was beautiful to see that many people and I really think that that was one of the things that's really driven our parish to thrive and um, and I think that it starts and it helps everyone really become more devoted to Jesus. And of course, once you have done the devotion, then you are encouraged to continue to renew that every year or on the different uh, Marian feast days. And I've mentioned the consecration several times. It actually can happen on any of the feast days. And in this book, they actually have a chart that uh, has all the feast days noted. And then it actually tells you the start date. So you, it takes back 33 days. So you'll be ready to do the consecration actually on the 34th day. Oh yeah. Right on the feast day. Mm -hmm. Which um, the, what's nice is that they're all, they're all locked in dates with the exception of the uh, feast of the immaculate heart, which is the Saturday after Corpus Christi. So, for this year in 2015, you would want to start the consecration on May 13th in order to um, to hit that feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, which is the only movable one. I was just going to say, while uh, St. Louis de Montfort goes through on those different kind of preparing yourself um, and then getting yourself to know yourself better and Mary better and Jesus better, uh, the way that Father Gately goes through it is he introduces us to four major characters, uh, starting off with St. Louis de Montfort, that um, have a devotion to Mary and all promoted this. Right, and I think that's what uh, it's one of the things that helped to make it a little bit more of a, a readable and uh, you know an a easier experience when you're when you're doing this consecration is because you know obviously St. Louis de Montfort's in there because of his devotion to Mary and, and how he started the whole thing with his, with his writings. Um, but Maximilian Colby, Mother Teresa, and St. John Paul II um, are obviously figures that people of today's time can relate to because they're fairly modern saints um, and they're more understandable and more um, approachable. And to be able to see um, life in Jesus through Mary, through the eyes of these more modern saints and what they did, um, really makes this whole book um, easy to understand, more approachable and, and accessible for everyone. Um, and it goes through week one, uh, we learn through St. Louis de Montfort. Week two, St. Maximilian Kolbe. Week three, Blessed Mother Teresa. And week four, St. Pope John Paul II. Yeah, so it's a great way to walk through that, through through the lives of those saints and, and understanding um, what they did. Now, I found interesting in the foreword to the book that Father Gately did the true devotion while he was in college and because that he was told that it was a sure way to get to heaven. And so he was just looking for that, um, that easy way to get there. So it was kind of funny. And he's told that story in person when we've seen him speak as well. Um, so he took what he learned doing the St. Louis de Montfort uh, devotion and then put it into a, a, a more for our times format that uh, people can understand. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking a way to draw closer to Jesus, I think the easiest way is through his mother with the 30 
33 days to morning glory. And also in the book, there is a section in the appendix with the, uh, how to say the rosary, other devotions explaining the brown scapular and the blue scapular, um, doing the sorrowful mysteries, uh, the miraculous medal, the chaplet of the seven stars of Mary's in there as well. Yeah. So it's really full of not only the consecration, but then all the tools you need to continue. Um, once you finish the consecration, all the tools you need to continue to keep that refreshed and, and top of mind. And looking back to the little cheat sheet that has the starting dates, just about every month has, you know, January, February, April has twice. Uh, May has a couple, June, July, August. August has three different start dates, September, October, um, three start dates in November and, and then in December. So really anytime that you're listening to this or anytime you're thinking about starting, there is a, a feast day coming up. Of course, you could select your fa favorite Marian feast, but I think the important thing is to get the book and just get started. Um, while, like I said, uh, the total consecration with St. Louis de Montfort uh, has, you know, a little bit longer readings. Uh, the 33 days just has a couple pages and I think it's a very approachable read. So I really would um, suggest that everyone does this. And this is great to do in a group. I know that I originally started the consecration with some friends. Um, then I know that my uh, women's study group did it together. Um, and then, of course, our whole parish did that, which right. is just an amazing. Yeah, it was amazing to see all those people on that uh, on that day. Uh, signing their certificates that they have, they had consecrated themselves to Jesus through Mary. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very good sight. Mm -hmm. And in the wonderful uh, Father Gately style, he not only has the consecration prayer, prayer for the morning glory, but he includes the consecration prayer for with the St. Louis de Montfort, the consecration prayer of St. Maximilian Colbe, uh, the consoler consecration to Mary, and other Marian prayers. And we're going to say together the consoler consecration to Mary, the short version. Mary, Mary I, I want to be a saint. I know that you also want me to be a saint. And that it's your God-given mission to form me into one. So Mary, at this moment, on this day, I freely choose to give you my full permission to do your work in me with, with your, your spouse, spouse, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. On our pilgrimage today, we're going to Washington, D.C., to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, America's Catholic Church, in 1847, the bishops of the U.S. had petitioned Pope Pius IX to name the Blessed Virgin Mary as patroness of the United States under the name Immaculate Conception, and he approved that. In 1913, Pope Pius X approved the plan and gave a personal donation to the funding for the building of the Basilica. In 1920, the cornerstone was laid. It was going to be a Romanesque Byzantine-style um, architecture. In 1924, the first Mass was said it was on Easter Sunday, and it was in the still unfinished crypt church in the basement of the building. 
1954, after the Depression and World War II, um, over 25 years of hiatus, work resumed. Um, fittingly enough, it was the year of Mary worldwide in 1954. And five years later, in 1959, the church was completed and dedicated. And the Basilica of the National Shrine of Immaculate Conception is designated by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops as a pilgrimage church. And it also is the preeminent Marian shrine of the United States with over 70 chapels and oratories that relate to the Blessed Mother and peoples from countries around the world. One can virtually make a pilgrimage to many of the great Marian shrines of the world and receive the same graces and indulgences by visiting the Basilica of the National Shrine of Immaculate Conception. And I've been there three times and it is magnificent. I, it really truly can take you a day to go through it. It's huge. It's, uh, in fact, it's the largest church in the United States and North America. And they say it's one of the 10 largest churches in the world. And, you know, yeah, you're right. It takes forever to walk through it. It's uh, just a massive, massive building um, with stunning artwork all over, uh, all over the place in there. In fact, one of your favorite pieces of art ever is there, isn't it? That would be Angry Jesus. I believe it's <laughs> called Christ in Majesty is the official title. Yes. But it is imposing. I know that um, twice I've went to the Basilica during the March for Life. And the second time I went, uh, we the first time I went, it was with a bus tour with some teens and families. And we got to the Basilica later on and... If you've seen this on EWTN or experienced it in person, uh, it's amazing. The place is packed. I mean, literally uh, wall-to-wall uh, kids and families and adults praying. And it is so magnificent and beautiful and such an experience. The second time we went, I went with my friends and we had more time. And we literally camped out and spent all day at uh, the shrine and we were able to get into the first pew and sitting there right in front of uh, angry Jesus. <laughs> what what's the correct Christ name? in majesty. Yes. Um, it, it was just wonderful. And to experience that whole, the presence of all the people and just, and we really did. We took turns going through, like he said that there's uh like 70 little chapels and the downstairs is just amazing too. The mosaics are beautiful and many of them are actually uh, gold right. mosaics. And it's beautiful to see the representations of Mary from all the different countries. And each one of them is beautiful. If you have that opportunity, I first of all, I think a lot of people do get the National Cathedral and the Basilica sometimes confused. Uh, and while the National Cathedral is beautiful, don't miss the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception when you go to Washington. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous place. And I remember we attended Mass in the, in the crypt when we were there together um, on a visit. And uh, it was just amazing, you know, because it, it's laid out in, in a style that's sort of reminiscent of the crypt churches from back in the early days of the church. And it just, it really kind of transports you back there with the low ceilings. And it just, it feels like 
the early church when you're when you're down there uh, attending mass it's really it's really a special place so if you're traveling to the dc area and, you, and you'd like to visit the national shrine you can get more information and also you can take a virtual tour on their website which is www.nationalshrine.com glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and never shall be world without end amen we'll see you on the road